So let's talk about uh, earnings season. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about earnings season and uh uh so for people out there, can you uh tell them what earnings season is? Yeah, so uh they break up the year right quarterly, uh the fiscal year and they'll and they'll go through and these companies because they're publicly traded are going to have to report to shareholders, report to the public, you know, is there, they, is there. they made earnings per share, you know, how mm-hmm. you know how much money they made for every share of stock that is currently, you know, outstanding. Yeah. Right? So every share of stock demand, and they're looking for, you know, certain estimates that, you know, they project out and, you know, the analysts look at all that stuff and look at all the numbers of people far smarter than me that have far more sophisticated technology, but they're able to, you know, kind of project what they're expecting, you know, the company to report. And yeah. then, uh, you know, when the companies report, they report on, you know, what their revenues were. Right. You know, they usually do a conference call, um, what you know their earnings per share is or, right. or was for that you know for the previous quarter and then they start giving you know some kind of guidance you know looking forward like somebody like cbs yeah who has you know increased their guidance you know i mean for the rest of the year they're on you know on their profits so that, you know they're continuing to grow you know especially in time like this it's nice to have one or two of those that that are able to uh you know continue to rise in price right right so uh at any like earning season i guess there's one earning season per quarter and, Correct. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and generally, uh, companies, uh, there, there's a lot of different companies that have earnings each day. Maybe it's uh, you know, throughout the quarter. I guess it could be any day, but generally, it's like a week where it's like a whole, you know, most of the S and P five hundred and and that type of thing, where they all sort of come out around the same time. With their earnings yeah. reports and stuff. Yeah. So usually when it's, you know, when earnings season comes around, right, every three months. So, I mean, here it is. They're reporting now for the previous mm-hmm. three months. So they're reporting mm-hmm. now on, uh, let me see, uh, January, March, April, May, June. They're reporting July, August, September, October. Yeah. So they're they're going August, September, October right now. And they're reporting now in November for, you know, their earnings for the last three months. And yeah. uh, again, with the Fed raising rates and inflation running hot, you know what I mean? Prices are going yeah. up. So people are, you know, tab, you know, tend to spend less. Yeah. Right. They, you know, they're not getting as much for their money now. Yeah. So that's going to hurt businesses, right? So if people are not spending as much money. Well, then they're not making as much money. Right. Right. So right. And- when they miss on earnings, again, it can it can have, you know, it's crazy because it can have adverse effects on 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 markets in different ways. There's times where they right. beat earnings on both sides. And then uh-huh. you know, because you know, some will just say, you know, like Netflix, like, oh, you know what, they beat on earnings, they beat on revenue, everything was great. And it's still well, their down. their guidance on, you know, they're expecting to add another 1.1 million users, they only added you yeah. know, 950,000 users. And that caused and, the stock to drop. Absolutely. And it could cause the stock to drop, you know what I mean? You know- something crazy that that you know and again that all goes into that forward looking you know the guidance on, yeah. on where they think the company's going and whether or not yeah. you know wall street believes they're going to continue to be profitable for the quarter because again if they're not profitable well then you know nobody wants to invest in them right 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 and and i i saw and generally the uh you know the big tech guys or you know they've been profitable like for the last 10 years every quarter uh but uh, uh apple uh amazon google and microsoft are, are the main four that i'm speaking of and mm-hmm. you know uh i don't remember a, a quarter where they haven't met uh you know expectations you know but 
I mean, with the way with the way uh, the world is right now, you know, something something might might happen here coming up. I just don't know if they can continue that momentum, you know, in in these times. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, it's, again, it's tough, man. And I mean, we're still dealing with COVID backups and supply chain issues. I mean, I got friends of mine that, that work in, you know, the sales industry and, you know, I guess in different parts of the sales industry. And, you know, they're still having a hard time getting parts, getting the supplies they need. So all that stuff being backed up. Yeah. You know, again, still that, that stuff's going to play a part on, you know, yeah. how profitable they are and, you know, how things are slowing down and, you know, when things get more expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough to spend that dollar. You know what I mean? When, when I used to be able to get 20 pieces of bubblegum for a dollar, now I'm only getting 10. Well, my money's <laughs> not going as far, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and and with the the chip shortage that we had, or do we still have a chip shortage? I don't know. But I know we had one for a long time. And, you know, that affected companies like, like Microsoft and, and, and Apple, you know, with the different electronics that they had and it it affected AMD and, and Nvidia and and even the car companies man and the, the car companies I mean, absolutely the car companies were I mean they're, they're still buying used vehicles from people yeah. I mean I got a friend of mine who just I mean made something like $18,000 on a truck that he'd had for 2 years really so, yeah and again when you talk about supply chain issues I mean you go back and uh, I think it was just Ford not so long ago I was talking about they're having a hard time just getting parts not even chips anymore yeah, like getting the parts to put together, you know, what I mean, to put vehicles together. So, you Crazy. know, all that stuff still playing a part, man. It's still lingering, and you know, it's going to take some time to come up out of that. Crazy. I wonder if that's a reason uh, that you, you know, these thieves were stealing. Uh, what are those converters from the trucks? No, the catalytic converters. Catalytic converters. I wonder if it was if it was because the the shortage. <laughs> Maybe they were... I, I'll tell you, it must have been a shortage back when I was in high school too, because I remember Joker stealing them out of a high school parking lot, taking them out of kids' cars. Man, did you? I don't know what a catalytic <laughs> converter even does for a vehicle, but I promise you this: this is a hot commodity, boy, because they're still stealing them. That is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what they do either. I know I have a truck now. My dad's truck. He passed away, and I got his truck. And every time I crank it up. Cause I heard I heard on the news how they sound when they don't have that catalytic converter. <laughs> they sound rough, man. They sound terrible. So every time I crank it up, I make sure it sounds right. Sound yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so do you know uh, any any uh, any companies that were like winners? For this, uh, there were man, there were some winners, and again, there will be some losers. And you know, I guess we'll get the bad news out of the way first, man. And you talk okay. about, yeah, uh, you know, how many companies did or did not meet, man. I think Wall Street's saying something that, uh, as of I think the last day in October, uh, that about 72 percent, give or take, uh, mm -hmm. of companies that were reporting in the SP 500, yeah, uh, had beat Wall Street earnings expectations, right? Okay, um, now going back. Think, if I'm not mistaken, over the last five years, it's been about a 77% beat. So it's not terrible, but the ones that did lose mm -hmm. really lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Facebooks of the world, right? Google, uh, I think Google's Q3 earnings were down. I mean, they missed okay. on a bunch of different numbers. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about things that are, you know, going on. Again, you know, you talk about a slower macro economy, right? So the economy's mm -hmm. slowing down, right? And, you know, the dollar is getting stronger. Yeah. And as the dollar gets stronger, you know what I mean? It's not, you can't buy as much. Right. So, and I mean, again, you talk about things that people don't even think about, you know, when it's like, man, what, what's going on? How come, you know, Google, I thought it was this great company. Why is it going down in price? 
Well, they own YouTube, right? So YouTube, yeah. you talk about representing, you know, uh, like a like a two year two uh, percent decline year over year, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and they had a revenue of seven billion dollars, right? So things like that that you know that are in the background that a lot of people don't see and they don't you know what I mean they don't know about. Yeah. So it's not just because Google is a bad company. What's going on? But there's right. so many factors that get tied into it. Yeah. But I mean, there were some positives with Google. Uh, I mean, there were some positives with, you know, there's always positives. Google's not going anywhere. Uh, right. Not going anywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of yeah. companies, they're, they're here to stay. Yeah. And, uh, but what the hardest part is, man, is just watching like, yo, when, when is the, when do we stop the bleeding? You know, and people, you know, I mean, do I get out? Do I hold on? You know, I, I think, you know, to tell people, you know, I'm not here to tell you whether you should sell or whether you should buy. I'm here telling you what I think, you know, yeah, it's going to be in your best interest, but you know, I say t- get a trading plan. You got a six-year trading plan. I mean, that's yeah, just, I give anybody an advice, man. You want it, and you want to trade, and you want to do it on your own. Yeah, come up with a trading plan and stick to it, man. And be diligent on sticking to it. That you know, and you got to be willing to take those losses sometimes and say, mm-hmm. you know what, man, I'm, you know, I'm down. You know, if your trading plan says you know 15 percent loss, then you're going to cut your losses and and you move on to it. You know, yeah. you move on from that. Uh, but but hold, you know. Hold on to that plan, stick to it, because a lot of times people are like, you know, bought at a hundred. Oh man, it's down to ninety. Oh man, it's down to eighty. Oh man, it's down to sixty bucks. You know what I mean? They're like, oh man, I'm just gonna hold on just in case it comes back. And before you know it, that company's down to you know trading at thirty five dollars a share. And yeah, you know what I mean? I look at it as though like if if I bought it at a hundred, if I bought one share at a hundred dollars and it dropped to eighty, I'm still dealing with at least eighty dollars in capital. If I get rid of it, take my losses and yeah. find you know uh, another one. So. Uh, so then are, are we not to just you know to put the great the great Warren Buffett out there man are we are we not do, do some of his philosophies his old school philosophies do they not work anymore no they so cuz i remember Warren Buffett saying and and i and i try to stick to this and it's bit me a couple of times cuz i kept stocks long but i haven't been in so Warren Buffett was like if you're not prepared for your stock to drop 50% and you to still hold on to it that you do not don't even need to be in the market. So I mean if your stock drops now everybody's telling you to sell 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 if if it drops 20%. I mean Warren Buffett one of the greatest investors of this generation. Yeah, he's guy. He said, "Man, and I remember him saying that that he had to borrow money to keep his company because it had went uh, it had went down that much, yep. And, and now it's, but you know, not everybody wants to get rich slow. You know what I'm saying? No, no yeah, that, that's a problem. When I mean, we're in a now society, right? So you know, yeah. the Warren Buffett method, all of those same principles still hold true today, man. Uh, yeah. Where Warren Buffett, I think, where people don't follow along as close as they should is, you know, when everybody else is being greedy, Warren Buffett is leery and kind of just waiting it out and seeing. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody starts to get leery and everybody, you know, the fear starts setting in the market and everybody, oh, sell, sell, sell. He goes in and he sees it as a buying opportunity and it's time to go buy these companies. And he does not just invest in anything, man. He does his research. So what is arbitrage? I mean, yeah. you know, I read one of his books, man. He's, he, you know, he's, there was an interview I think they did with him and Jay-Z and Forbes or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. He might have been the source. And, you know, uh, so when they walked in for the interview that Warren Buffett was reading something like the 1957 Ford report. Like, mm-hmm. Why are you reading that? He's like, because they were very successful back then, and I want to know what they were doing then. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. all of his principles still stay true, man. The difference between, 
you know, myself and Warren Buffett and, and probably, and, you know, 90% of America is that Warren Buffett has enough capital on hand where he can, he can hold out and wait and buy, you know, a, a thousand more shares or 2000, 20,000 more shares of, of a company. Exactly. So some people here, you know, are using this for their, you know, for their retirement and, and sometimes, you know, using it, I mean, cause it's hoping to, you know, help make money. Right. So, so I mean, I, I agree with that also, uh, to a point, but my my point is, if uh, so, who are who are the people? Like, if you say, if Warren Buffett is saying, when when people are greedy, be leery. When people are leery, be greedy. Who are the people you're watching? Because so so I sort of hear now, you know, different stuff I read and people I talk to, they always say, follow the money, man. So yeah. if the money is getting out, shouldn't we get out? Or if the money is buying, shouldn't we buy? Yeah, you know, and see, yes, they, they tell you to follow the paper trail, right? Follow the money. Hmm? The problem is, though, a lot of times that money that is moving, and we never see it. You know, there's a lot of these institutions right. are trading dark pool transactions, so people have no idea. When you wake up in the morning, like, man, why did this thing gap down or gap up? You know, I'll show you all this stuff on the chart. Yeah. Because you get a lot of these things that are, you know, moving price and all that stuff. Okay. And you don't know. And again, remember, for every buyer in the market, there's a seller in the market. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're saying follow the money. It's where, yes, people are getting out. But then you got a lot of, you know, like the bears right now, shorting these companies and bringing them down and making money as the price is going down. Yeah. And everybody else is like, you know what? I'm going to hold on. Right. So the money's leaving. Well, guess what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then once this thing starts to bottom out, now it's time to start, you know, start buying it. So if you add something like, you know, Amazon, we'll just say it was trading at $150. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's down to 125 It's down to 110 well, the entire way down, Warren Buffett's like, all right, I'm going to buy a little bit, and I'm going to buy a little bit. And, you know, that's another, you know, viewpoint or another strategy people use is trying to average right. down. You know, I, I I mean, I feel as though if you are a firm believer in that company and what that company does, mm -hmm. and you want to hold out, then hold out. You know what I mean? Like, if it's right. something you believe in. Like, to me, if Apple right now dropped down to $8 a share, I'm not selling Apple. And that's one thing. You don't, you don't, you don't trade Apple, you buy Apple. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So companies like that, yeah, I'm okay buying that stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and just continue to average down. I mean, that'd be great if I can get Apple at $7 share right now. I'd jump all over. You know I mean? <laughs> so would I. So would I. I yeah. mean, me and a friend of mine, we were, we had a, a $75 price point for Apple, but I don't think it's going to get that low. <laughs> man, I, man. All right, let me see here. Oh, yeah, no, $70 price point, boy. You got a long <laughs> way to go. Hey, the world got to get bad for Apple to get. <laughs> yeah, man. And you see Apple's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, new iPhone 14, new iPad coming up, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're cutting production. Apple stock isn't really affected by that stuff, man. Like, I hardly, that's you, you it. Trade, I mean, you don't trade Apple, you buy Apple and hold on to it, man. It's, it, you know, it's almost, it could be considered a pandemic buster. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are certain stocks that I feel like are pandemic busters, and I feel like Apple could be one. Cause it, you could get it, and it's not your portfolio is not going down that much even in a pandemic, and it didn't. Cause I, I got Apple, and yeah, it's been solid the whole time. And it's different than some of the other ones like the Pelotons and all that stuff. Because guess what? After the pandemic, I'm still using that phone. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, I'm on that Apple device, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like some of these yep. other ones where you know the Door Dashes and all that stuff, where people are like, right. hey, I can't go out to eat. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but Apple, it, look, man, Apple is here to stay. Yeah, man. yeah. People and, using their products they ain't going anywhere, man. And after the pandemic, uh, Zoom took a little hit, but we oh, still yeah. we still using Zoom. 
This is Zoom right here. Shout oh, out to sure. Zoom. Yeah, shout out to Zoom, man, for especially the free. And I'll tell you, and you know, as well as I do, man, being an educator, what they did, man, to to allow, you know, for us to use it for free, man, to be able to still mm-hmm. teach kids. I mean, that, that, that's that that speaks volumes about that company. Yep. Regardless absolutely. of how Wall Street everybody else feels, man, you know, they they stepped in and they had a they had an answer right away. Yeah. When, yeah. when everybody else was scrambling to figure out, hey, what do we, you know, what do we do? I mean, this is unheard of, man. This is something that's never happened in the history of our, you know, of our generation or probably the last two generations that you had to worry about, you know, the world, I mean, the world shutting down. Absolutely. So, man. Yeah, 